Welcome to Entitled, a new podcast about millennials by millennials. I'm your host, Gabe Salazar, and each week I'll be joined by my friends to talk about pop culture, current events, and social issues that affect us millennials. This episode will be all about religion and spirituality, what are the trends in millennials, and what are they doing to cope with and understand this sometimes insufferable world. Hmm. So today I'm joined by my good friend... Um, he roasts me a lot. Um, <laughs> Jared, welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm glad. I'm glad you're here. I'm really actually excited about this because people might not know this, but this kind of topic is very personal to me mm -hmm. and like it's special to me because it does have um, a lot of sentiment. But I was talking to you about this before, but there, I had this funny story from church mm -hmm. um, this past Easter. So we were in the middle of mass. It was like 30 minutes in and we were like the priest was getting ready to like tell the what are those people called? Um, what are you talking about? The ones that like give the collection baskets to the. Oh, so people taking the tithe money and offerings. Yeah. What are they called? The de not deacons. De I, I guess I see what you're saying. Deacons? Yeah. 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 People yeah. that have positions in the church. Yeah. It could be a various amount of people. Yeah. So the people, lay people. <laughs> The lay people. Okay. Ushers. Ushers. There we yep, go. Okay. There you go. So <laughs> the ushers were about to pass the collection plates, right? Or the collection baskets. Mm -hmm. And while the priest was talking, there was a guy on the phone who stood up and he was like on the phone. And the priest called him out and was like, I'm sure that call is very important, but can you take that somewhere else? And the guy goes like real loud because he was all the way in the back. He was like, this is a 911 call. Someone fainted in the pew. Right? Crazy. Mm -hmm. So then you would think at that point, like, maybe they would stop the mass and, like, you know. Go help yeah, that go situation, help right? Nah. They kept talking, right? Wow. And the collection people, the ushers were, like, passing the baskets. And at one point, the gurney, it was quick. The gurney came in from the uh, emergency, whatever. Mm -hmm. And... They were like putting the woman into the gurney and I swear, I don't want to swear to God, <laughs> I swear the usher like bent over the gurney to get the to get, to get oh the, my the goodness. From what are they doing? <laughs> and at no point I was, I was next to my sister and my brother and I just looked at them. I was like, are you? That did not just happen. So you're telling me they didn't stop service and pray for this girl. They kept taking them. Okay. They didn't Noted. stop service mm -hmm. until a day prayed for the girl or like did a little prayer at the end when she was already gone and like taken away. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> no comment to that. No comment. I was just stunned. Wow. Stunned. I'm speechless. Utterly speechless. No, that's not cool. Not I cool. could not believe it i was like this is i feel like i'm in the twilight zone how crazy <laughs> this is but anyways Man. i just want to tell that story because it was so funny and it was on my mind super current but um yeah i guess we just want to have a conversation about like what religion is like viewed by our generation because mm -hmm. i feel like there is so much emphasis on like the people who are kind of uh moving towards the spirituality side where they don't necessarily mm -hmm. believe in like some kind of god but they believe in higher power but i feel like the population that is still very subscribed to like those Abrahamic religions like Christianity, Judaism, and um, Islam uh, are still a very big population, but I feel like they're overlooked. Do you feel like that? 
What do you mean by overlooked? They are not as paid attention to, or like there's not as much news about them. Okay. As, like mm-hmm. the trends that are m- coming up. I see what you're saying. So based on some of the experiences that I've had, people aren't usually going to pursue a religion if they don't grow up that way or if an experience doesn't happen to them. Mm-hmm. So people try to figure out answers on their own. So say something supernatural happens or they have some type of experience, the first thing that they're going to probably go to is Google. Right. And they're going to try to figure out something. It's basically like diagnosing yourself if, if you're hurt or injured or something. Google might not be the best place to go to, but you could probably find what it is you're looking for because somebody probably has something similar. And if they're making up an answer, you're going to believe that answer because it was the same as yours. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you found this whole theory about spirituality that wasn't based off of any historical text or anything, but something you found online. That's just kind of how I view it. But I do see religions getting overlooked because people aren't looking at them for answers. They kind of look at them as a structured way to serve God. And that might not be the way that they want to use their life. Right. Right. Cause I, yeah, at one point in my life, I did feel like that. Um, I grew up in a Catholic family, like mm-hmm. born and raised, you know, and at some point I don't really know exactly when I kind of made that switch. And I wouldn't really even call it a switch because it's not like I fully, uh, not discredit, but, don't believe in God. You know, I do believe in God. I just, I don't know. It's something that I can't shake my mind off of. Mm -hmm. Like my Catholic upbringing is really important to me as much as, you know, I kind of downplay it sometimes, or I talk more about like, Oh, you know, I believe in like whatever, whatever. Right. Personally, in my experience of going to, you know, college, I feel Mm -hmm. like in higher education and like in settings like this, where people are a bit more open to ideas, I feel like that's been more of a gateway to them kind of questioning that religion and Mm -hmm. questioning that, aspect of their lives you said that you grew up uh in a religious family right yes so i as you can see on my shirt i went to a christian school k through 12 okay so i grew the same people i graduated high school with i started kindergarten with right and i did not know anything else so that's where i grew up that's what i learned that's everything that i learned based off of christianity based off of god Mm. and everything stemmed off of that so i had 45 people in my graduating class so when I got to TCNJ, there was more people on my freshman floor than there were in my graduating class in high school. So that That's was a, crazy. exactly that was a real big eye opener to me. And next thing you know, the people I'm surrounded with don't believe the same thing that I believe. So I'm like, oh, this is interesting. The world is a lot bigger than I thought it was. So that was the first time where I really got to experience um, some people who follow Islam and Judaism and different spiritual mm-hmm. identities that people have adopted for themselves. And I was like, wow, this is very interesting. I'm curious of where this all stemmed from now for the first two years i would say like i stayed true to everything i believed it's like oh yeah no bible says this this is what i'm gonna do third year kind of slipped up a little bit and Uh i started doing my own thing it wasn't until god really flicked me on my forehead (laughs) and uh he kind of i kind of went through an experience and that's when i started to okay i can't live this based off of what i've learned or based on how i've grown up I need to figure out for myself what I believe mm-hmm. and why I believe it. And if I'm going to believe it, I should be able to explain my faith. I should be able to have things to back up what I'm saying. If I make it up on myself, like that's that's Jared's religion. Like I made it up on my own. But if I can tie it back to maybe something the Bible says or maybe an experience that I've had, that I can have more substance to go off of. That's where I really get my beliefs from. That's so interesting that you said that because what you said about, you know, kind of figuring out the religion for yourself is similar to how 
you know, and when teenagers are kind of getting into that 13, 14 year old phase, they're supposed to kind of deviate from what their parents have taught them. Mm -hmm. And I, that's so interesting that you've had, you know, that experience with it. Um, kind of later in, you know, I guess in your life. Mm -hmm. um, with that, I used to memorize Bible for school, memorize yeah. Bible verses every week for a test. But when you're forced to learn something, it's not the same. Right, like, right. if the Bible's real and that really has like real implications, I'm learning as a test. I forget about it just like I'll forget mm -hmm. about anything else on a math or science test. It wasn't until like I really dived in for myself and looked. I was like, oh wait, could this actually apply today? That's when I started to figure things out. That's so cool because I feel the same way. You know, growing up Catholic, my I would read like a Bible verse like every night when I would mm -hmm. go to sleep, and sometimes I'd be like, oh yeah, this is fun. But I, you know, I went to CCD and all that stuff. But like, and n nothing really ever stuck with me in terms mm -hmm. of like really kind of ingraining me about you know the knowledge of the Bible and stuff like that. It wasn't until I kind of compartmentalized like you know what this really means to me like i appreciate what it has done to me like you know given me my basis for morals and mm -hmm. like that foundation which i think a lot of people overlook in terms of like you know the value of religion sometimes i've reevaluated you know catholicism you mm -hmm. know and how i would practice it because i i don't necessarily subscribe to some kind of like spiritual you know religion or mm -hmm. some sort of deviation from that you know, I still kind of identify myself as a Catholic, but just my own kind of Catholic, you know, it's not mm -hmm. the God fearing and stuff like that. Because I, I never liked that when I was growing up where I had to like fear God mm -hmm. to, you know, be better for myself or to be good, mm -hmm. you know, like that my driving force for me now is that like God loves everyone. It's so cli cliche, but like that's the truth for me that for me, that's how that's what works for me. Mm hmm. And, like, I think the beauty about religion, if you're able to do it, is, like, to be able to explore it within yourself, like mm -hmm. what you did before. Um, I'm going to pose a question to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, So, I, I love what you said. Love how you find that out for yourself. That's super awesome. Uh, the, I know the Bible talks about it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, right? Mm. So, the way that I fear God is not like, a, oh, my gosh, if I sin, like, he's going to strike me down with lightning, right? right? It's a more of like, a, okay, God's in charge of everything. Let me think for a second, like, if I, I don't know, fear, kind of a respect is mm, kind of the right word okay. that I use. Okay. Uh, because if I respect what he has to say, or if I am fearing him enough where I would open up my Bible, like, okay, if this is a creator of the universe, I kind of want to know what he has to say. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let me dive into that. That's when I say, like, it says it's the beginning of wisdom. Like, okay, now you're starting to open right. it up because you respect me enough to actually pay attention to what I'm saying people use fear and it's like oh i don't want to fear god i want to do my own thing all respect to you yeah, yeah i think it's more of a respect kind of thing like okay if he's real he probably wants to communicate with you what does he have to say see when you put it that way <laughs> it like it, it's it's much nicer it's yeah. like okay if i respect you you respect me that's great uh -huh. you know i don't i just it was never explained to me when i was younger that god fearing or like fearing god is like that driving force to mm -hmm. kind of be better for yourself it would just it never click i was like i don't want i'm not scared of it i don't want to be scared of it like you know there's people in the bible that <laughs> call themselves friend or god called them rather friends of god like mm -hmm. i want to be i want god to be my homie like <laughs> right? that's my day one that's what he's <laughs> right? with me everywhere i go like that's the cool part like fearing him is the start respecting him is the start but once you establish a relationship mm -hmm. with him 
Now he's with you everywhere you go. Now he's looking out for you. Now you right. got a little bit of favor on your life. So that job that you wasn't supposed to get, now you got it because you got a relationship with God. Right. I've noticed those things in my own life, and it's it's the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, sometimes I, you know, I, I loosely subscribe to being Catholic, mm-hmm. you know, but I still, you know, I still feel like that. And it's in those like little moments where you either feel so vulnerable, like personally for me, like either I'm so vulnerable, I'm going through like a really dark time that I just instinctually kind of um, start praying or mm-hmm. kind of going back to, you know, trying to find like talking, speaking to God. Like I'd just be lying in my bed mm-hmm. and just be like, you know what? Maybe, maybe, you you know, you're putting me through this. To, like, teach me a lesson, just like, you know, what my parents would tell me, my grandma would tell mm-hmm. me when I was younger. Because at sometimes at those, like, low points or, like, high points in your life, you kind of, I feel like more so the low points, you kind of wonder, like, you know, why? Why is this happening to me? And that question of, like, you know, if there is a God, you know, why mm-hmm. are you letting this happen to me? And I've, I've struggled with that question for a long time because I, I feel like I started questioning my religion or my place in mm-hmm. religion early on because of how contentious it can be especially for someone with my identities um so i really want to touch on that yeah and it's yeah and it's super comforting sometimes when i'm able to just be like hey i don't really feel comfortable talking to my friends about this issue i can just look up at the Mm -hmm. (laughs) at my ceiling and pretend you know you're listening Mm -hmm. so yeah i definitely see that comfort in that too three points that i wanted to make with that um one so many people have this question why do bad things happen to Mm -hmm. good people like if there's a all this loving god like he should be so cool why do bad things happen the thing that i i I personally believe jesus was a real person he lived back Mm -hmm. then right now if jesus was god and he lived his life in order to die for us he never sinned he never made any types of mistakes and he was whipped he was spit on he was beaten he went through Everything in the world, and he never did a single thing wrong. Mm-hmm. Talk about bad things happening to good people, right? And then he sat there and died for us when he didn't have to. That's that's love. That's showing right. us, like, hey, life isn't always going to be easy, but at the end of the day, like, it's going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. And I think, for me, that's one of the biggest reasons why I choose Christianity, because you don't really see that in a lot of, like, your God stepped into your shoes and said, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be in your shoes. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to go being hungry. I know what it's like to suffer. I know what it's like to have people not like you, even when you don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. But he sat there and took it anyway. That's the coolest thing in the world. Now, another thing you said, I love you said, you turn to God when you feel like you can't talk to other people. Mm-hmm. it. That's the coolest thing because there's someone that know, out there that knows you better than you know yourself. He knows mm-hmm. how many hairs are on your head. You know how many, he knows how many breaths, <laughs> <laughs> all the gray hairs in your head. He knows every single one. He knows every breath that you're going to take. He knows what's going to happen before you do. And there's times that we don't feel comfortable talking to other people, but we always got somebody who's Mm -hmm. listening, even if we don't want to admit it. Um, The only thing that bothers me about it is people talk to him when they feel like they need to. People talk to him. They put him in a box and said, oh, I got my life. I need you when things are going bad. Right, right, right. If, if, quote unquote, if he's a real God, if he's a real person, I really don't think he's just there for you in the bad times. I'm being a bad friend. I'm being a bad friend. <laughs> he wants to be your homie. Like right. he wants to be the, he wants to get the praise when you when good things happen and he wants to be your comforter when bad things happen. Right. And when people only use him when bad are happening, 
I don't know if there's a real genuine relationship there. Because mm-hmm. if me and you were friends and I only hit you up when I need something, you're going to look at me and like, bro, like, Jared, like, what is wrong with you? That's like, very true. There's no type That's of relationship here. You just need me when, when you're on a ride. Yeah, he's giving and me like, the side eye right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, he loves you, man. He loves you. <laughs> he loves you. But I, I just believe that I don't believe the bad comes from him, but I do believe he'll allow it. As you said, you would go through periods of times that suck. You would ask him why. Mm-hmm. And then you got to go through that cocoon to get the butterfly, right? I do believe that if God is real, Satan's real because we do see bad Mm -hmm. and it comes from him. So if the devil's the one causing all this ish, all this stuff, I know for a fact I've been through some ish, but I know that God used it for good at the end of the Mm -hmm. day. So even though he didn't cause it, he can bring something good out of it if you look for him to do that. If you're trying to figure it out on your own, God will take his hands off. He's like, all right, you got it, bro. All right, no problem. Go figure it out yourself. I won't step in. The second you ask him, he could do miracles. (laughs) Go ahead. Mm Mm-hmm. Why do you think there is such um, a noticeable shift in what people are believing in? I personally feel that just kind of evaluating my environment here at TCNJ, like being in a higher educational setting, um, you're exposed to a lot of different viewpoints, right? And for me, I was kind of exposed to this early on, but there's always this talk about like, and maybe it's not necessarily like the Bible you know, the issue of the Bible, but Mm -hmm. rather people's interpretations of it and how there's a lot of hypocrisy um, when, you know, certain groups spew, you know, hatred and then back it up with the Bible, which, you know, it's unfortunate because Mm -hmm. there's so much beauty within, personally, I feel like there's so much beauty within it just from my own experience. Um, But I also feel like a lot of the reason why people start kind of questioning that their own religion that they were uh, raised with and going into something more spiritual and not as binding is because of that hypo- like hypocrisy. Mm. Do you, mm-hmm. would you agree? Or? Oh my gosh, I would agree so much. And it, it sucks. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Let's say I work for a company, right? Right. And let's say I am not showing up on time and I'm not doing my work and I'm giving the company a bad name and you're a customer. Are you going to look at me and say I'm the problem? Or are you going to look at the company and say the company's the problem? Even though I'm the problem, you're going to look at the company. Right. So oh, that's such a cool analogy. Exactly. So, if someone claims to be a Christian, but they're doing their own thing, they don't have a true relationship with him, or and they're just doing their own, minding their own business, but then they claim him, now God looks bad. Now God is really salty and mad at you because <laughs> you are making him look bad when in reality, you're supposed to make him look good. So the hypocrisy that you see when people use religion to back up hate, no, like, no, like, and God is so mad at that. Like, he is nothing but a God of love. He embodies love. Like, Mm -hmm. he loves you more than you can comprehend, more than your brain can handle. And when someone expresses hate and backs up religion, now God looks bad. And now, like, that person's going to get a harsher punishment because he really messed it up. And it it sucks because it drives so many people away. But to be honest, that's exactly what Satan wants to do. That's exactly what he wants to do. Because I just think of the Westboro Baptist Church. <sighs> that's not like that's not that's, a Christian. Yeah, right. Like I would never look at them and be like, oh yeah, no, you're a Bible. Like no, you are right. pursuing hatred and you're driving people away. You're not. If Jesus was alive today, he would not treat people mm-hmm. like that. That's not how he would right. do it. He would meet their problems. He would meet their needs. He would say, yo, I love you. How can I help you? Not you're going to hell if you do this. Like that's yeah. not how God. We all deserve hell. Every yeah. single one of us. That's that's not how he would operate. So it burns me to my soul when i see christians 
or other religious people acting that way, mm-hmm. backing up religion, because that's not how God meant it to be. Yeah, I always say I have, I have more valid reasons, you know, to send me to hell. Like, come on. But like that one time I like made a kid cry. Like, I feel like that's a <laughs> bit more, you know. Up <laughs> I got you. Am I? This is this is the scary part. To get into heaven, if God's if quote unquote God's perfect, right, and we're not, we can't be present with imperfection. Mm-hmm. So even if we curse once, even if we slip a lie once, we are automatically deserving of hell, which is scary. It's like, yo, that ain't fair. Like I just messed yeah. up one time. His standard of perfection's high. Like you can't get in unless you're perfect, which is the coolest part. Like he sent Jesus to die for us, and if you accept him. Even though you're not perfect, he sees you as perfect if you believe in him mm-hmm. and you live for him. That's the coolest part. Like, it's nothing that we can earn. It's nothing that we can do. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. It's a gift that all we have to do is take. That's what separates it for me. Like, that's right. that's just so dope. That love, like, find that love somewhere else. Let me right. see it. Like, um, I'll wait. Yeah, speaking of that love, I think as much as there is that kind of hate-filled kind of rhetoric that's, mm-hmm. you know, unjustly, you know, using... The Bible, to back it up, there's also, I feel like, I was doing um, a profile piece for one of my uh, writing classes this semester, and I got a chance to interview a transgender priest, and it was so cool to kind of hear his perspective of, like, how there is more of this trend of, like, denominations that are very more accepting of the LGBT community and, like, are just very much more open. And I feel like that's so great because I feel like there are a lot of, like, populations that aren't mm-hmm. kept in mind like people usually don't always kind of connect like oh people can be catholic or christian mm-hmm. or whatever but, and also be part of the lgbt community and then there's mm-hmm. that kind of separation that i feel like shouldn't be there because you know you shouldn't have to choose between one or the other and you should be able to you know practice what you practice without any kind of discrimination so i love that i, I personally believe that God did not intend for there to be a separation of the mm-hmm. church. When I go to church, I go to a non-denominational church. I'm a Bible-believing Christian. Like, I believe in Jesus, and I just follow what it says. Like, mm-hmm. for there to be so many separations, like, that that wasn't God's doing by any means. Right. By any means. Yeah, no, it's it's so nice. It's so sweet. And he was so, like, he was just so excited about it. He was <laughs> like, I have so many kids who are, you know— religious and are like trans or like gay or lesbian and they're coming to me and you know as some kind Mm -hmm. of guiding light and it's just like that's so that's so sweet like oh they got somebody to go to yo exactly and i feel like a lot of these youngins kind of dismiss religion just because they see all this hate you know towards them and i feel like they shouldn't i feel like religion should be you know you could you should be able to choose you know what you practice and be able to be accepted by the, you know, community that you're a part of. God gave us free will. So what we want to do is what we want to do. He <laughs> he totally said, hey, all reigns on you. Right. What you want. He doesn't make us do anything. Right. So I feel like you've touched upon this a little bit, but how has religion shaped your life? To be honest, I, I hate that word. I hate the word religion. I could be religious about working out. I could be religious That's, about waking yeah, up at the yeah. same time. There, it's not a set of beliefs mm-hmm. that I practice. It is a relationship that I have learned to grow. Mm-hmm. When I went to my Christian school, K through 12, when I went home, I didn't pray. I didn't I didn't have a relationship outside of school. Like, we prayed in school. I learned about the Bible in school. I was like, oh, that's enough. Like, I don't need God. I personally believe he's something to be personal 
for you, not just something that you see on Sundays, not just something that you go to in bad times. I believe that he's something that wants to be involved in every detail of your life. And for that, I didn't figure that out until recently, to Mm -hmm. be completely honest with you, after the things that I've been through, once I discovered that, it changes my perspective. I'm not really just living for this world because if, quote unquote, God's real, there's an eternity. Like there's there's a lot longer than the 85 years we get on this life. So 85? Eight, cool, on average. Is that the average? I'm just throwing a number out there. Oh. I'm just throwing a number out there. But <laughs> with heart disease and everything. I feel like it's like a lower. I feel like it's like 68. I was I was just throwing out a number. 65. But you, you get the point. Like, yeah. I'm starting to store up my treasures in heaven. Like, hey, God, like, how can I live for you today? Like, forget me. Like, this 80 years don't really mean that much. What can I do for your kingdom today? That, that's kind of the perspective mm-hmm. that he's given me ever since he, I said, he flicked me on my forehead <laughs> real good when I tried to pretend like he wasn't there. Legit. Legit. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. Um, my last question I ask this of all my guests is, what do you feel entitled to? What do I feel entitled to? Honestly... I don't feel entitled to anything. I don't feel and I don't feel like I deserve anything. I view every single thing, every bite that I take, every breath that I take as a gift, something that I am not deserving of, that I did nothing to earn. My parents having me, I had no way of starting that or preventing it. Mm-hmm. Life is a gift. I don't feel in like I am not guaranteed to wake up tomorrow morning. So I want to make the most of every second that I have on this life. But if I start feeling entitled or prideful, like I deserve this, I deserve that. I, I, I don't, I can't view it that way just because I know how quickly life can be taken away. And I, I just want to make every second count. So truth to be told, I, I not, I don't feel entitled to anything. Damn. You <laughs> look like an ass. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel entitled to. Now, no matter any, whatever I say, it's just going to look ridiculous, sound ridiculous. But, Sorry, <laughs> that's just me. That's just I just know what first. <laughs> um, I feel entitled to being able to explore religion or like explore spirituality and be able to do it without any judgment mm-hmm. or without you know, side eyes or anyone saying, oh, you're just like toying around with religion, huh? Because I've, I've gotten that sometimes. It's like, well, you know, what are you then? So I guess for me, since I'm entitled, I would, you know, <laughs> feel I feel entitled to that. Well, I just want to thank you so much, Jared, for this awesome conversation. I had a really good time. This was really fun. Um, thank you for everyone listening. Thanks, Chris Tenna, for being my audio engineer extraordinaire. Thank you to the IMM department and yeah, follow Entitled Podcast on Instagram at Entitled Podcast, on Twitter at The Entitled Pod and on SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com slash Entitled Podcast. Mm-hmm. Forgot. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. See you next week. Bye. <laughs> Take care, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>